Welcome to Jump Crouch. My name is Aaron McNair. I'm here with Kevin McNair, Kevin Johnson. This is episode number 12. It is, uh, what's the date uh, today? Today's the 19th. Well, the 19th of August. That's when we're recording this anyway. Yeah, this, this will be out maybe the 20th. I don't know. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, Game of Thrones is coming to an end. And I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. But I want to talk a little bit about spoilers and what we think of them. Like, give some perspectives on spoilers. Sure. Because Kevin and I are going to be out of town next week. We're going to be in on the East Coast. We're, we may have difficulty watching Game of Thrones on Sunday night, which is a little bit of a, a tragedy. This is the, the last making. episode of the season. Last episode of the season. And, and there's a lot of danger there, even even being off social media, of just getting spoiled, somebody saying something, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So we don't want to get spoiled. But there's two approaches to this, right? Like, there's the, the original approach that most people take, that spoilers are bad, they're always bad, and it ruins the enjoyment of the media. And then even like George R. R. Martin says, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if you know what happens. It's more about seeing it unfold, watching it happen. Mm. And, and some people say, look, once I know what's going to happen, I, I actually enjoy something more. Like and a good example of this might be like um, Mulholland Drive, right? A lot of people find that once they understand what's going on in Mulholland Drive without spoiling that movie, they have a, a greater appreciation for it. and They're able to enjoy it on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I I definitely disagree. I mean, if it's something like an episodic TV series like Game of Thrones, I would rather experience it for the first time myself um, and Mm -hmm. be able to, like, form my own thoughts and opinions kind of on the fly. Because oftentimes, like, when you see a spoiler, like, say you see a, a Game of Thrones spoiler headline on Facebook, it's usually accompanied with an opinion. Um, I, right. I feel when that happens, that's the true danger of a spoiler because then it will then shape my opinion of it kind of right off the bat subconsciously. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I actually think that the worst spoiler you can give is when people say, oh, there's a twist at the end. Look out for that twist. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. I, I kind of want to kill people that do that. It's like, oh, now now I would almost rather them just be like, actually, he was a ghost the whole time. than tell me the freaking twist, you know? Right. What do you think? Right. Depends on on what the context of what the thing is, right? Like, but Game of Thrones is all about where they're going next, what's happening, right? Yeah. So, like, if I know that you know so and so is going to do this before it happens, so and so doing this isn't going to have as big of an impact when it happens because mm-hmm. I'm already anticipating it happening. You know, what I'm saying like the moment to me, the shock of what happened is lost because I already know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I, while I do understand the other side of it, and that when you sometimes when you watch something a second time. Or you play a game a second time, you know where to go, but it's kind of better because you know what to expect, and you're you can see other details and things that you normally wouldn't be focused on because you're trying to pick up on what's happening in the scene, right? Right. So I understand that, but I, to me, spoilers are bad. Okay. Well, here's something I think. Like, I had certain pieces of Game of Thrones. I won't say what because I don't want to spoil anybody. Right. Spoiled before I watched the first season, even, and I there's a couple of like big plot points that I knew were going to happen. But yeah. I don't know that it necessarily shaped my enjoyment in some ways because I didn't know how it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It like reframed how I anticipated what was going to happen next because mm-hmm. I was always on edge. Is this thing going to happen? Right. Like like it just created sort of a different dynamic of of sort of enjoying the show. But you and, never got to see it with the with the, you know. Right. I didn't see it happen. Well, here's another thing is I found that rewatching and even also reading the books after watching the shows was for me very enjoyable 
because I had the context and I knew what was going to happen, I was able to sort of greater appreciate what was going on and the mm-hmm. subtlety and the motives of the different characters and why each individual action might be like worthwhile or what it actually meant. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got a greater, deeper appreciation. But I, I kind of think ultimately, like, there is something about about being the detective when you're watching a movie and seeing it unfold and figuring out oh, he's been a ghost yeah. the whole time and having yeah. that eureka moment that you just you're never going to get if you're spoiled. spoiled yeah so there's something really sacred about that and yeah. that's why I, that's why i think people saying hey it's a spoil there's a there's a twist at the end is is more of a spoiler than telling you what the freaking twist is mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. then you're then you're like looking for it and it, ch- it changes how you look at it because then you don't get to have that eureka moment instead you're just on your lookout you're like oh when, what's gonna happen yeah. instead of this like natural organic yeah. like oh my gosh wow i'm so, you know yeah those are your dogs are ours what the, the barking dog no, no are, i think that's, that's your guys's dogs that's our dogs okay well nobody can hear that uh i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know like for me, it's all about the excitement, right? Especially in a show like Game of Thrones, where all week long, you just, you know, dreading work, kind of slogging through day to day. And for someone who doesn't have a whole lot of free time, like myself, you know, there's this kind of light at the end of the tunnel, you know, on Sunday night, Game of Thrones is on. But if yeah. someone like like this episode that leaked, right, that is in Spanish, and someone says, oh, it's a really <laughs> crazy episode, and it's going to get nuts, right. like, it just totally ruins that excitement for me completely and just destroys that kind of light at the end of the tunnel for the end of my week and it's just the most infuriating thing i for one can't stand spoilers any kind of spoiler whatsoever right well i think i mean i think i ultimately agree with that i just i I thought there was some some interesting nuance to be brought to the because there are people that like to go and read exactly what's going to happen before they watch each episode so that they're ready and they can digest it that way i I don't think that's an invalid way of watching it but I, i i prefer that Un- it's all subjective, obviously, right? But yeah, no, sure. I just prefer the sort of organic unfolding. Personally, I mean, you know, like, another point. I I didn't mm-hmm. watch this season um up until just a few days ago because I've just been so crazy oh, yeah. busy. So I stayed off of social media completely. I didn't even bother with it. Um, and I just kind of tried to avoid any kind of Game of Thrones conversation I possibly could. Like at work, if people were talking about it, I would literally get up and leave the room because I just wouldn't want right. to hear it. Um. And, and, like, I even go as far as to not to watch the, like, teaser for the next episode at the end of the current episode. Mm-hmm. I just shut off the TV when it says next week on Game of Thrones. Don't even fuck with that. Like, I don't want to yeah. see or know anything. I want to go in 100% blind because I want to form my own opinions and I want to have that excitement. Right. No, that's that's uh, that's true. That's that's. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, it also translates to video games too. Like if in Dark Souls, if someone's like, "Hey, there's an enemy on the corner," right? It's not going to ambush you. It's going to change how you experience the game for the first time, right? Or playing with a guide, right? Like it's, oh yeah, it's, you're not getting mm-hmm. the true organic experience of. I mean, the game is obviously designed around that, right? That's kind of part of the game. But you know, it, it would. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I don't like to have some people's opinions. I guess on things always before I experience them. That's you know what, what it kind of? I, I think it is. Is that like the one sense that a a film or television show is interactive? Is is when it's sort of set sets up mysteries that you can sort of unlock inside your head, you know, yeah. and that's like the one one element of interactivity that that medium has. That when somebody says, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah," gets killed at the end of the episode yeah. or something, it's that that interactivity is gone. Yeah, it's it's robbed. You, so. you know what? Like knowing a spoiler in Dark Souls does it ruins your soul's expectations. Oh yes, yes it does. <laughs> Speaking of soul expectations, uh, I heard you got a new keyboard. I do have a new keyboard. Yeah, I'm looking at this thing right now. It's a tank. 
man, I didn't know Dude. keyboards could be built like this. Uh, is it on Instagram? It is on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so the jump crouch. It's on the jump crouch. Yeah, it's an RGB oh, yeah. crazy. So it's oh, the Corsair K ninety five RGB Platinum Edition. Um, this Holy is a two hundred dollar keyboard. It's kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I'm all about the like super elite, over the top gamer look, and this is right? that yeah. kind of to the extreme. Like Dude, it's I like, like that space bar. Yeah, yeah, it's like textured. It has kind of like a, a titanium texture look to it. The W A A S and D are like curved to fit your fingers, mm-hmm. like for gaming. Um, you can of course swap them out for a standard uh, W A S and D uh, for typing, uh, but those are textured mm-hmm. as well. Uh, this thing is made out of fucking aluminum. The whole keyboard, like I feel like I can literally kill someone with this thing. Like it plops down on your desk and it doesn't fucking move. It stays here. This thing's probably good. Oh man, two or three pounds. Um, it, that's awesome it's a monster keyboard it's got the macro keys um it has uh onboard memory so it will save the profiles the color profiles and your macro profiles to the keyboard itself versus on your oh, computer wow. so i can go plug it in my laptop if i want if i go to a lan or something it's a monster i'm pretty happy nice. with it yeah yeah i wasn't really sure if spending 200 dollars on a keyboard was the most logical or adult thing i could have done um, but I, I yeah. think I'm pretty happy with my with my <laughs> overall decision. This thing's a monster. You, it's a mechanical, right? It's mechanical. So it's got the Cherry MX Speed switches. Speed, uh, okay. They're super sensitive. It's pretty cool. I feel like I can like blow on one of these keys and it engages. It's, Do you think we could hear a click? Yeah, you guys want to hear a click? Let's see if you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to press something that isn't going to fuck up the chat. Okay, here. Can you hear oh, it? Oh, that sounds really sexy. So you, you had a uh, membrane keyboard before, right? Uh, no, I had a mechanical keyboard. It had uh, MX Brown switches. Oh, that's mm. right. You did the CM Storm, right? I had the CM Storm before. Yeah, it was a that's smaller right. one. Um, it wasn't the full uh, key keyboard uh, because I kind of had some space limitations before. Um, this is a full-size keyboard with the six, six additional the macro keys. That's Very awesome. Nice. Yeah, now you can really set up those combos in Tekken 7. Uh, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Well, congratulations on your new keyboard. I like uh, it. I like it. I love the irresponsible fucking PC gamer attitude. It's just kind of the best. You got to you got to <laughs> update with a full a full rig shot on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll get a full a full rig shot. I'm liking this this photo of the keyboard. I really like the way that space bar. I just want to reach out and touch it. Yeah, is it, it like, feels is it real good. Rubberized or is it like uh what no, it? no, it it's just like? it's plastic keys. It's just got that texture on it. You know, and the WASND yeah. has that same texture on it. It just feels nice. It also has a, a really big wrist pad on it too. That's textured and rubber and grippy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just the most comfortable keyboard I think I've ever used. You know what? I don't think they make a keyboard like this, but I think the next generation of keyboards should have little, little uh, like air conditioners coming out from them. There we go. That'd be awesome. Keep those like hands fan. cool. Little, little fans. Yeah, they, they could do that. That they could probably do that, right? Yeah, I could that would see be that pretty being awesome. a thing. All right, I'm trademarking that. That's uh, trademarked by Jump Crouch. Yeah, I've seen controllers my... that have fans in them. No, yeah, I've seen the controllers, but they don't make them anymore. Yeah, they don't make them. I've already God, got the name for it, right? For Razer, they could call it the Hurricane. The yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tsunami. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, last week we talked a little bit about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. God, I love this game. Right? I, I think last time we talked, I hadn't played it yet. Right, yeah, you we, just so got it. It was your birthday I present. I got it for you for your birthday. Yeah, got yeah, it for you, you guys Kevin did. got it for you. And it, it's, yeah. So we had said that we had got several rounds where we'd become like top 10, top five, mm-hmm. Kevin and I had. 
Like literally we, oh, yeah. two rounds later, we get our chicken dinner. Yeah, we won. <laughs> oh, damn. It was so, I was like, why didn't we do that before the damn podcast? Yeah. Uh, but so we, we finally got it and it felt really good. And then you've got it and we've played with you a few times since. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? We did pretty good the other day uh, when it was just mm-hmm. you and I left. What did we get? We ended up getting like, I think third team third? overall or something. Yeah, I think there was only four people alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been playing a lot of single player just because I keep weird hours and I can't always sync up mm-hmm. with you guys. And um, sure. I've been getting pretty consistently like top 15, top 10. Um, I got That's good. Th- I got third place twice in a row the other day, which I felt oh, wow. pretty good about. Uh, yeah. Man, I like this game a whole lot. Yeah. It's no, fun, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's... A, it's dangerously fun. Yeah, I can sink so much time into this thing. I just want to play round after round after round. Um, I've just had so many fun experiences and stories with this game. Like, uh, my brother got it the other day. He already got his first fucking chicken dinner. Like, he hasn't even played that much. He's played maybe, like, Dude, 10 hours. Um, fucking Kyle, man. Fucking robot, man. Uh, he's too good at FPS. Yeah, I don't understand. He's too good. It's all that Counter-Strike. Like, I think the second day he owned it, he sent me a fucking screenshot. He got first place in single player it's like come on dude this is this is too much um but i actually have a fun story about him and i uh, playing together we were playing uh duos the other day and Mm -hmm. uh it was getting down there might have been like i don't know 15 20 ish players left and uh, we found ourselves with the blue fast approaching a huge open field in front of us and then the white circle and we are kind of running low on time so we had to just start moving And of course, you know, we start running towards that white circle and we start taking some fire from some other players. We're like, oh, fuck, shit, this 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 fucking sucks. So I take some shots and I get downed and I'm like, oh, Kyle, go, go like the blues approaching. You got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, no, I'm not leaving you. Screw that. And so he turns around and he throws a smoke grenade on top of me and the plume of snow kind of engulfs me and he runs in there. And revives me and pulls me up, which I was totally surprised about. I thought we were t- fucked. Mm. Um, shortly after I'm revived, we hear a car start up. And the car's just bellowing towards us. And it's the two players that were shooting us. Kyle's running. I turn around, headshot the driver, kill the passenger. And we both take off and somehow make it out. Like, And I kill these guys. I swear, it must have been like two or three seconds before they just totally mow me over. Oh, wow. It was such an awesome experience. Like, I just cheered immediately afterwards and started cracking up. Of course, we lost the round, but Mm -hmm. that story and that moment, I think it was as soon as that happened, I was hooked on this game. And I just have to go round after round after round after that. Like, I want to just get off this podcast and go play it right now. Yeah, you're kind of that's kind of the beauty of that game, right? It's like the stories and things that can happen in it. Like, it's just so unpredictable. There's so many variables. Absolutely. and your death is so even much more than Counter Strike, so much so meaningful. Like it's mm-hmm. so so it's such a tense game. Yeah, especially and, if you sink like twenty, thirty minutes into a round, you know, and yeah. you like invest all right. of this time to gathering you know, these like an resources. And ammo and you you don't want to lose any of that shit. No, definitely yeah. not. It's uh it's real good, man. I gotta play more with you guys. I really like the uh the group play single player has its merits. Like I think single player mm. has a whole other level of tension on top of it. Um, oh, cause you just yeah. feel so isolated no one, and everything's no covering your ass. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just feels so much more dangerous, but group yeah. play is fun because getting on with your buds. That's, that's always cause for some, some hilarity. The group play is, yeah, it's really great because 
I, I don't feel like any, and I, I've, we've played a lot of games where you play with friends, like any game kind of get, gets to that level of, of uh, team cohesion. Like every move you make, you, you know, when you play Battlefield, a lot of the times, like everybody on the team is just running in four different directions, shooting and doing their own thing. If we're playing badly. If you're playing well, we play If together. you're playing well, yeah. But it's very easy to get unsynced in a lot of these other games because mm-hmm. you die and respawn so quickly. Yeah. And the action is so ever-present. Non-stop, yeah. But in this game, like if one of us just does our own thing like that person's gonna die yeah and and they're gonna ruin everything and it's like you you have to play as a cohesive unit yeah and everybody has to be like making decisions and like following through on those decisions and developing plans and really executing those plans it's it's done well or not it's done well because one like how how you have to gear things out it's like oh i found level two helmet needs level two helmet i found ammo for this gun you have to like constantly maintain your resources and when you're getting shot at, like it's like, what direction are they, right? Like mm-hmm. most games, it's like, oh, there's a guy over there, you know, go shoot mm-hmm. him. Like this game, it's like, oh, they're at like 285 east, you know. Right. Like we need to be, like you need to be very on top of your shit, or you're dead. Yeah, it definitely, it just brings out like the next level of of just cooperative yeah. play is really the only word yeah. for it. Yeah, this uh, that's part of why I can play it so much too. Yeah, like this game has me now online researching like uh, true 7.1 audio directional headsets. Because oh, wow. sound is such a crucial part of that game, dude. Like especially get the, flip, in, get the DAC. Yeah, yeah. Like pinpointing like where the enemy is is really hard for me a lot of the time. But I, I'm sure with mm. the DAC and like surround sound, it's going to be much easier. Yeah. Does the game support 7.1 surround? I would hope so. Um, there, there's one. There's one headset that I'm looking. It comes with like an external uh, sound card, um, and the software that it uh, you can install for it will have a sound visualization overlay for each game, which I would think in fucking Battlegrounds would be totally fucking hacks. Oh, wait. Visual, visual. Oh, that is total yeah, hacks. It's so a visualization. Like a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's There's ridiculous. things like that that exist. Could you imagine like how broken Dude, that would be in that game? That, yeah, that means insane. people are probably using that. I thought Kevin. So Kevin has a DAC, right? Yeah. His DAC has a footstep. Amplifier. Um, what is it? What do you call it? Here, you want to explain it's it? called scout mode. It's on my uh, creative, whatever it's called. I don't know. X X something. I forget the name of my deck. But it has a, um, it's called scout mode. And it says, basically, uh, this proprietary software, or I can even read what it says. This proprietary technology allows you to hear enemies from further away, giving you a distinct tactical advantage in combat. Basically, it amplifies footsteps and gunshot sounds. But so it doesn't put an indicator on the screen. Dude, that is, no. that is hacks. But I, like when I'm playing in a building and someone's above me or even nearby, I can hear their footsteps loud. Right. Yeah. They no, are loud. That's good. It's, it's funny because I'll Hard be playing with up. him in the same room, and I've got my headphones on, and he has his speakers going, and he can hear footsteps and gunshots when we're standing right next to each other <clears> that I cannot hear. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it seems like it's a pretty useful tool. Uh, there's game. a lot of headphones that have that yeah. kind of feature in them too. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a one quick stupid story about player no battlegrounds. I was playing single player last weekend. I was just killing it. I had like five kills this round. It was a really solid run. I'm in the perfect position. It's the like the you know the, the circle is now like a hundred yards. There are two other people alive, and for some stupid reason, I get in a car. And start driving to get to the other side of the circle, thinking maybe that'll give me some kind of advantage because everybody was probably coming from the other direction. I see one of the other guys. I'm going right at him. He sidesteps at the last minute. And because I've played so much Battlefield, I think I could just jump out of the car and shoot him. Uh oh. <laughs> jump out of the car, uh-huh. ragdoll dead. And I'm like, oh my God. That's I'll bet right. you that guy just started laughing too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it. funny. He did it like right in his face. You just like jump out and are just. He's just like, well, ragdoll. thank you. 
like, dead that would have probably really <laughs> the other day we were playing and i was in the bunker and uh, it was shortly after we uh, we landed, right? And, of course, another guy comes around the corner. Um, I have a shotgun. He has a pistol. You know, we start shooting at each other. And, you know, it has, like, that proximity uh, voice chant. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like, this guy was obviously streaming on Twitch because he's being, like, a major goofball and just the dumb mm. piece of shit. And he's like, oh, it doesn't have to end this way. Like, let's be friends and just being a total fucking dweeb. So I sneak around the corner and unload on this guy and it downs him. And he's just, like, slowly crawling away. And as he's crawling away, I'm, like, over him fucking teabagging him, <laughs> like, as he's crawling <laughs> away. And then I just pop him in the head execution style. And it was so fucking satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> the executions are very satisfying. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're fun. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Gears. Yeah, oh well, yeah, down, yeah, it does. Executions. That's true, it is like Gears. Yeah. Um, you guys ever try any melee in that game? It's not good. It's not good. No, it's, you know what melee is yeah. good? What is uh, professional wrestling? Oh, yeah, that's good melee. Yeah, it is good melee. When they when they make it look convincing, when they miss, it's it's not that good looking of melee. No, but <laughs> no, no. So uh, Kevin. And I, uh, my brother Kyle, and our friend Nick went to uh, a wrestling event last weekend. Um, I used to be super into wrestling as a kid. Like, I've been to three WrestleManias, a few pay-per-views, and just countless Raws and SmackDowns. And uh, I kind of got out of it as, you know, a mid to late teenager. I just lost interest. And uh, seeing this as an adult, you kind of get a whole new appreciation for it. Because, like, as a kid... You know, I think it's real, right? And I take it super seriously. Like I buy into all the characters because you're a dumb fucking kid, right? You don't, you don't fucking get it. But as an adult, a, I feel like you can appreciate the athleticism a whole lot more. Uh, you can appreciate mm-hmm. the cho- uh, choreography a whole lot more. Um, the fact that like a lot of these moves, these guys are really fucking slamming into each other, and mm-hmm. the true absurdity of it. Like mm-hmm. you, it is just so over the top and stupid. Like there was one character that came out. I can't remember his name. Was it Bobby Rude? <laughs> Bobby Rude. And he was so fucking ridiculous and like full glorious. of himself. And yeah, the glorious yeah, guy. He, I was laughing to the point where I was in tears. Like I woke up the next day yeah. and my throat was sore. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was so much fun. And it was so really absurd. good because. Like he and a lot of the other guys, they were like it was. They were good actors. Yeah, right? like yeah. the showmanship and acting was actually very high quality. Like they they're they're funny and believable. You know, believable to to a degree. Characters. Yeah, yeah. And that and that really made it likable. Like right, there's it was kind of like a really like and you know it's fake, but yeah, the, the kind of them the the whole showmanship of it's kind of endearing. And like mm-hmm. and that that was something I really liked about it. I think a lot of that is like seeing it live. Like I tried watching it on TV last Monday after watching it uh, live, and it's just like. You know, it's it's entertaining, but it's not as enthralling as actually being mm. there. And like you when you're yeah. at the event and you're watching it, like, you know, it's fake. Of course, like these guys would be like dead after some of these moves. Right. But like right, you yeah. still feel yourself like cheering and ooing and eyeing after some of the moves, mm-hmm. like especially like when they you hear the slap and it's so loud. Like, yeah, I don't know how they fake hurts. that shit, dude. I don't like, know. Like, the kicks when they do the super kick or whatever. Yeah. You hear, like, a loud smack. It's so impressive that they can, like, really draw you in, even as a grown-ass man knowing that it's fake. I mean, like, some of those guys jumping off the, out of the ring onto the, you know, onto the out part of the ring, basically. It's not like, there's, there's no, there's no ring that even goes down. It's just the ground. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, and they're falling on it. Like, it's gotta hurt. It's just, this is like a college basketball 
court floor. Like it's right. not like this is even the professional wrestling like ring I mean, area. I think there's, I think fake is the wrong thing to call wrestling. Yeah, because mm-hmm. and it's something that I used to always be like a hater. Be like that's fake. I mean, obviously. The physicality is real, right? right. Yeah. Like the bruises are real, and these guys are taking some lumps. Uh, the punches aren't real, but like, yeah. it's 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 performative violence in a way that that is still pretty violent. Sure. And, I mean, you watch like yeah. a movie like The Wrestler that kind of shows the, the sort of shit that yeah, these guys go through. Yeah. Yeah. The Mick Foley documentary, I think it yeah, was. Right. I mean, like these guys are these guys Gnarly. are in pain. So They're taking Kev, some... it's funny because Kevin and I and and everyone else were really in the mood for In and Out Burger. Oh yeah. So we went to In and Out Burger afterwards, and we saw the wrestlers there. Oh yeah, some, some of them were there. Two of them, and they were covered in welts and bruises. Yeah, yeah. they looked they looked beat up. Yeah, they so, looked like, like I they think just fake got into is the fight. wrong word. Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 performative. It's it's you know it's it's a uh, it's a performance, but it's not like you wouldn't call football fake, even though no. they're not killing each right. other. Right. Um. You know. So I, I and it's it's something I've because I used to be such a oh it's so fake it's so stupid but I've grown a real appreciation even though I don't really watch wrestling like yeah just for the the sort of abuse and physical. The physicality of the yeah, whole I, thing. I agree. Fake's not the right word. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, it is, it is the word that they say. Used. Fake in in terms of the plot. It's not a competition. But no one cares the, about the, that. The competition yeah. is definitely yeah. That. No yeah. one's there for the competition, really. Yeah, you're like yeah. there for like the same reason you would go to the circus, almost right. Yeah, like you're there to be entertained. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, it's entertainment. Totally. So I guess if you wanted to to give this experience every day, maybe watching it on TV isn't the way, the best way to do it. What's, what's the best way yeah, like, to get that wrestling experience? Going, going in blind. Person, sure. Yeah. Go to event like our buddy, Nick, right? He had mm-hmm. never been into wrestling. Like Kevin, that Kyle and I, me. we grew up watching this shit, right? Like we yeah. knew what to yeah. expect. We know it's fun and we love it. And my buddy, Nick, like, uh, and I've known this guy since I was in the seventh grade. And even back then, you know, I try to get him to watch it. And he'd be like, no, 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 I'm not interested. And he's finally come around to want to go see wrestling. So this has been his first and only real major exposure to wrestling. Uh, and seeing mm-hmm. it live, he was clapping and cheering and laughing yeah, really his ass off. It. Yeah, he was like joining Dude, the I- chance. And he so- was having a blast. So I think to answer your question... Like, go in blind and just go to an event. Like, buy a $20 ticket, go to it, and go in with an open mind, and you're going to have a blast. So, we went to NXT, which is, like, WWE's, like, developmental division. Okay, yeah. And I wanted to ask Kevin, who's been to the big stuff, like, Raw, Mm -hmm. how does it compare in retrospect? Yeah, so this one felt a lot more intimate, right? Like, the venue was smaller. Um, I feel it was a little more, like, silly and ridiculous, Comparing that to, like, the biggest of the big, which is WrestleMania, like, A, you're in a fucking football stadium for WrestleMania, so you feel yeah. really disconnected. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, the wrestlers are still going to be giving it their all because they want to give the people their money's worth, but it just doesn't feel as connected and kind of raw or exciting as this did. Doesn't feel raw? I see what you did there. <laughs> I see yeah, what you I did there. I was thinking raw. Yeah. You did there. <laughs> I mean, but the draw for those is, like, you get to see the big names, right? You get your the big Brock Lesnar's and Undertaker's and Stone Cold's but and the Rock. Are the big names actually more entertaining? Is the question? Then, because I mean, Bobby Roode and a lot of other guys—they were great. That's They're true. Broader. Yeah, you know, they were. I was kind of thinking about that, and like, I think these guys in NXT were just trying harder to kind of prove themselves to break into the big leagues. They just seemed to be more heart there. 
Right, like less complacent. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's an. And that might make it better. I think they may that's be like. Thinking yeah, that. yeah, like two different kinds of entertaining. Like the big guys, yeah. especially if you're into it and you watch it, like you know their shtick and you know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and you know what to expect. And I guess there's. Yeah. And you know the finisher move. So, like, there's the excitement of that, you know, just around the corner. And that's, that's fun like to Cold a degree. Comes out and, um, yeah. But I don't know. Something about the NXT and these news guys who are so fresh. It was almost better in a way than even a WrestleMania. Do they have announcers? Can you hear the announcers? No. Okay, so uh, yeah. You just watch it. You just it's watch your visual. Yeah. You just watch experience. It. Okay. And then the, you That's know they'll great. go and on the, the mic. The audience and stuff, participation but... is huge. Right. Yeah, you get, you get yeah. the. Okay. It was well, awesome. Okay, so you you want to get this experience at home? Yeah, absolutely. How do you do that? At, at home? No, how oh, do you do that? Like yeah. watching it? Uh, you could no, go. You could you Kevin. could go buy Fire Pro. You, you can okay. like <laughs> that was a nice segue. Thanks for setting me up there. <laughs> so after after we watched this wrestling, um, I know yeah. the new Fire Pro Wrestling World Tour, I think it's called, uh, had recently come out, and I was like thinking about getting it, but going to the event kind of pushed me over the edge. So like I went home and I yeah. bought that shit like the next day. And, oh, that's uh, awesome! That game's a blast, man. Like downloading the wrestlers, I've already downloaded easily like seventy-five to hundred wrestlers. Just kind of going through yeah. and getting all the guys that I used to watch as a kid. And uh, I'm I'm kind of shocked that they haven't gotten sued over this stuff because the oh. like the player created characters are so fucking accurate. They really look spot on. It's kind of like astonishing, really. Um, like Mm -hmm. even like down to their moves and their taunts. Like we were playing Mm -hmm. as fucking Macho Man. Everyone knows Macho Man, and when he does the flying elbow off the top of the rope, he goes, "Oh yeah!" (laughs) Like (laughs) what the hell? Like how is this like even a thing? Like I don't know if people like can record the voices or if those are just already. Can you put your own sound files? You you, so it's crazy. Kevin, I've been looking at Fire Pro for a while because you know I play a lot of wrestling games as a kid. I still I still like them. I mean, I remember remember we used to play uh, um, WWF WrestleMania yeah. by by Aki Corporation and WCW and Nitro Revenge. Yeah, yeah. On my emulator, like we played that like you know a, a few lot. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And it was it's a lot of fun. Even the recent ones. How does ones this game played? mechanically compare? I, to I the like the Aki more. Corporation ones. So, oh, okay. Like Versus the original games, it's sim- the Aki ones. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Ones. Yeah, it's similar ish. Um. It, I don't know. It feels less clunky than those. It's 2D right? for one thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it feels a little less clunky than those. Everything feels a little tighter and a little more mm-hmm. uh, thought out and methodical. Like the grapple system, for instance. Like, I think in those old games, like the person who wins the move is the first one to grapple, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, mm. I, I could be totally wrong. But in Fire Pro, the two players, when you approach each other, you automatically grapple. And it kind of comes into like, oh, bit of a timing and rhythm um to determine who pulls off the move so like there's a tutorial that i did which like is a must honestly if you get this game you need to do the fucking tutorial otherwise you have no idea what the fuck you're doing like it's too (laughs) too much otherwise so you grapple and you just kind of have it's hard to explain you have to have kind of a feel for it when to give the action input so like you'll hear their foot hit the map and it kind of makes like a slam noise i found soon after that you put your attack in. So on top of that, with the, the rhythm and the grappling, there's uh, three levels of attack. So there's the light attack, which is uh, X if you're on an Xbox, um, the heavy attack, and then uh, medium attack, and a heavy attack. Uh, each one of those can be paired with a directional button to pull off a different move. 
but they have priority sets to them too. So a lighter attack is going to take priority over a medium or heavy attack um, if your opponent is less dazed than you are, if that makes sense. Hmm. So, so it sounds like it's got some depth. It does have some depth. For sure. Yeah, it has a surprising level of depth. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first because I went in blind and I was just like throwing punches and getting my ass handed to me with these grapples and it just made no sense. But as soon as I did that tutorial and learned the rhythm of the grappling and learned, you know, how to throw the guys into the robes, what does it mean when you climb the robes, how those attacks like kind of affect your opponent? Um, Mm -hmm. that's when it really clicked. So I would, I would go as far to say that there's more depth in fire pro than there are in the current WWE games. Mm. Right. That's cool. It has online play. It does have online play. Yeah. I think the true joy of it though, is downloading characters and just kind of going crazy. Like we did the, the first match we did is we went on the fucking steam workshop and we downloaded the insane clown posse. So I forget their fucking names, whatever those douchebags right. are called. Cause those assholes were wrestlers at one point. Yeah. Um, were, yeah. So we downloaded those two guys and doink the clown. So we teamed up doink and the insane clown posse. And I don't know if you remember, but in the nineties, that basketball player, Dennis Rodman had a brief mm. stint in the WCW. Uh, we downloaded three different costumes for uh, Dennis Rodman. So we had the Rodmans versus the Insane Clown Posse with Doink the Clown. And it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I, I believe That's it was a barbed awesome. wire death match, too. So you were like throwing each other in the barbed wire and there's explosions and just the sheer absurdity of it was so enjoyable that I had to come back for more. It was it, It's a good game. For 20 bucks, I recommend cool. it. All right, that's that sounds really awesome. I'm I'm gonna have to watch you play some of that again. Yeah, it looked yeah. it looked really interesting. It is. Yeah, uh, it's a good it, game, and it's it seems like it's like the Pokemon of wrestling games. Almost, you gotta catch them all. You gotta collect mm-hmm. the wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my one last question on that game is: Can you play with a download of wrestlers online with someone else? I haven't tried that yet. Uh, we I just did. Local, I had to guess: Is you, maybe they'll either all download it or you have to have both. They both have to have. Ah, uh, I'm sure maybe. that would make sense. Yeah. Well, there that are be hard to do. There are thousands of wrestlers on the Steam Workshop. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I'd like to see what just what they have on there. Yeah, I mean they've got. One of the yeah, things, like, now now that I'm uh, thinking about these downloaded wrestlers, like, importing the game into the game is kind of annoying. Like, you mm-hmm. can't just download them and they automatically appear in the game. You have to download them, go to the create a wrestler section, select create a new wrestler, and then create from template. And that's where your downloads show up. Mm-hmm. And then you can create that wrestler and bring him into the game. Um, that gets gotcha. a little tedious when you're fucking uploading or downloading 70 some odd wrestlers. You know, it took me a good two hours of sitting there bringing these guys in. And that I hope mm-hmm. they fix right away. Um, it's early access. So that, so that is probably why that you probably can play online. And if it has a creator wrestler system. Mm-hmm. And you can import it. That's probably lets you play online with those characters. Ah, I bet you, you can. That's yeah. an interesting because you're point. creating it locally. Yeah, it sounds like total point. mania to me. It sounds like like the most maniac thing I could ever imagine, except for Sonic, Sonic mania? mania. Oh, with these uh, Sonic Mania, man. So, dude, here, here's here's the like the question for the ages: Is Sonic? Can there be a good Sonic game that comes out in like the modern era? Right. A non-Genesis game that's that's, yeah. that's a Sonic game and isn't a pile of garbage. I mean, 
Sonic Adventure games were decent. They're okay, okay. I didn't play those, but I, I don't really actually. I'm not a hardcore Sonic fan. Yeah. I know there's well, a I thing am. called the Sonic Cycle, which people can look up online, which is a very interesting thing that that has to do with the sort of stages of of like grief and hype that mm-hmm. Sonic fans have over every iteration of Sonic that's terrible. I got out of it after I played after Sonic Adventure Two. I was kind of like, and it, which is a good game. I actually enjoyed it, but okay. after that, I was kind of like, is that okay. Dreamcast? Yeah, it's running around at the speed of sound. That one, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that one. So I played that game. I played the first one for actually first, and then I played that one. And I love those games well. But the ones I really loved were were Sonic One, Two, Three, and Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially Sonic Three and Knuckles those so, combined, or Sonic Two and Knuckles is cool. Too. Let's get to this question: Sonic Mania is good. It's is it good? It's good. Good, good Sonic. It's good Sonic. Greatest Sonic. Uh, not greatest Sonic, but good okay. Sonic. How much have you played of it? Um, I am about three fourths way through the game. Mm-hmm. So, but you can play the game as three different characters: Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And uh, they all play differently as they did in Sonic Three. Mm. Um, Sonic Knuckles levels, from what I've seen, are actually completely new levels. So his levels, oh, wow. Sonic levels, are not even the same levels. Right. So you basically have two different games to play. How long do you think it is? Have you um, even beaten it? I haven't beaten it yet. Okay. I played it for about uh, maybe four hours, three hours so far. That's it. I mean, it's a Sonic game. It's not you can beat you can beat Sonic games. You know, I don't know. Well, I'm surprised you haven't put like 20 hours into it. Uh, well, I got a lot. I got too many games. Too many Tekken. <laughs> games. I have the two. Yeah, Tekken's um, been but, soul okay. consuming. So, uh, 2017 is the year of too many games. So, yeah, um, that. But I just got it. I was gonna get it on P- on Steam initially, and uh, they delayed it on Steam. Yeah, so I, ret- I returned that <laughs> and got it on Switch and. There's really no advantage to having it on Steam anyways, other than if I want to play it with different controllers. So I can't play your Switch version. That's true. So that's a, that's a disadvantage. Okay. Uh, but, but on Switch, I can play it anywhere. It seems like a good Switch game to have. It does like, make a good Switch game. It does have some Switch, weird minor Switch. technical issues. Like you can't go into the home button and making it sleep is like really laggy. I oh. noticed that. Gonna, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said, said that. Christian Whitehead said he, the main programmer said he's going to get that. They're going to get that sort of. Okay. Do you have it too now? I have it too. Yeah. I like literally got it like an hour and a half before we started this podcast. So I played about an hour and a half of it. So if you're a Sonic fan like me, um, I can tell you some of the details. Yeah. Let's get some deets, bro. I want them deets. Um, So in Sonic 3, to unlock the Chaos Emeralds, you played a game called Blue Spheres. Yeah. Which is this 3D kind of game where you collect these blue right. spheres and avoid the red ones. Make it's the actually right, quite Right hand turns, 45 degree angles. It's hard. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I see where you're so going. So they with brought this. that back. Yeah. So, so, so blue spheres is back. Um, you play it now in the checkpoint. When you get when you have a certain number of rings, you hit a checkpoint, you jump in a little spinning mm-hmm. thing. Do you, you don't have to do it. You just get you extra lives. You, you, when you play blue spheres in this game, you don't get chaos emeralds, but you instead get. Uh, coins and the coins allow you to unlock different abilities and secrets within the game. So you get every coin. Is there a progression system? Is that what you're saying? To a degree, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh. not not progression. I wouldn't say it's pro- it just unlocks more modes and stuff. Okay. I I've, I read that uh, when you get to a certain point, you can unlock knuckles to follow you instead of tails. Um, you can get the uh, Sonic Three Shield move, or you can get the uh, Sonic CD. I think it's the I didn't play Sonic CD that much, but it has a thing where you can do this like dash like up thing. Oh, nice. You can get that, too. Um, but I was happy to see Blue Spheres back. By the way, the music in this game is great. It's so yeah. good. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like the he best part. I mean, yeah, I love the music. It's great. The graphics are also 
incredible. Yeah. The 60 FPS animations. Like, you know how, like, Metal Slug is at 60 FPS super well? Like, you look at the explosions and stuff in Metal Slug, it just looks so yeah. good. This game has that same, like, wow, these, these animations are... It's very fluid. Very, very, very fluid. Yeah, it looks great. And, and look great. Um, the game feels right. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's not saying much, but it is. No, like, that's it, important. It, it feels like... like this game came out in 1994, but with some modern just... Because we've seen other platformers come out this year uh-huh. that, you know, like, uh, what was it, Crash Bandicoot, that did not feel right. Yeah, I put a little bit of that too, actually. Oh. Uh, that's a hard game. Well, we'll, we'll go back to that later. But, but uh, the uh, they it seems like they got most things right. The bubble shield they got wrong. Mm. <laughs> or they changed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I, it's a nitpick, but this is What does it that, do now? Say what? What does it do now? So bubble shield used to be that when you, you could bounce as many times as you click the button. So as long as you kept pressing it, you could, you could bounce. Now you can only do it once, and then you bounce mm. higher. Mm. So I'm not sure why they changed the bubble shield. Maybe um, this game is filled and fi- like filled to the brim with like Sonic and '90s gaming references, mostly Sega stuff. Okay. There's a boss that's that is basically Shinobi, mm-hmm. and he plays all the Shinobi sound effects <laughs> and everything when you're fighting him. That's it's, cool. It's pretty awesome. I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. That's great. This is, this is this is a great nod to Shinobi. Like it, all the sound effects in the game are totally Sega Genesis sounding. The music is like I mean. I don't know. It really feels like a, it's like it's like a new Sega Genesis game. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's really exciting to me because I, I if I played this game when I was a little kid, I would have been this would have been the greatest thing ever. Right. And it's cool too because the stages that they brought back, they brought back a Green Hill Zone, Flying Battery, um, they brought back a Hydra City, um, a few other places. But basically, all the stages they brought back start out the same as they did in the first game, but about a quarter through the level, it's all new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all these levels have like the theme mm-hmm. and the music and the aesthetics of the old levels, but they're new levels within that style, which I actually really, really, really like. I think that's a really smart path. It's almost like a remastered, but just new. Playing on your nostalgia, but remixing it and giving you just new shit. Expanding it. Yeah. yeah that it's, sounds really it's cool. awesome. Have you noticed that the music changes with it? So like the first yep. part of the level will have that classic mu- uh, music, yep. but then it'll kind of like be turned into a remixed version of that song when things start yes. to change. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Have you got to the uh, the press level, it's called? It's like press ruins or something? No. Uh-uh. I've gotten to the uh, magnet level. I just finished that one. Flying battery? Flying battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's one of my favorite levels. It was good. Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 fun. I haven't beaten it yet, um, but I I really like it. If if you're a Sonic fan, if you like the old Sonic Genesis games, hundred percent recommendation. Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Say awesome. Get it because it's awesome. All right. It, yeah. It looks from what little I saw, it looked like everything that you everything that everybody wanted it to be mm-hmm. the, the the Genesis Sonic game that you never got. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much on the Switch. And it's not Sonic 3D Blast. None of that Sonic 3D Blast crap. Yeah, on the Switch. You got a fat stack of Switch games now, don't you? Yeah, I've got a fair amount. Yeah. 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 That's I pretty, love that console. It's, it's it's amazing. It fits into it's my busy console. life very very well. Yeah, you've been playing any uh, cooking games on there? Uh, well, I didn't play a cooking game on the Switch. Um, though it's oh, available okay. on the Switch. Um, I hear that version has some issues. Apparently, lost somebody their job too. <laughs> well, uh, <sorry>. really, really. <laughs> Nick, Rod- never mind. It's that's all. This is a rabbit hole. We don't want to. Okay, go okay, so, okay. Somebody at Polygon called them out, and then he got in trouble for being a douchebag. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that's stupid. Um, that's funny. No, I played Overcooked. Uh, not on the Switch. Um, I played it. Okay. Uh, the Steam version. Fuck that game is so goddamn stressful. I can only handle little bits of that game at a time. So really? yeah, dude. Like last weekend, um, I had two of my buddies over. I had my brother and our friend Nick over. And uh, we were, like, kind of bored, so we fired up uh, Overcooked for the first time. I bought it on a sale for, like, two bucks. Never played it. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn. So, like, 
right from the get-go, you have to be so on top of your shit with your teammates. Yeah. Like, it's funny, when we were talking about, like, being on top of it when playing PUBG with your teammates, Mm -hmm. imagine that times a hundred. Like, every little Mm. detail, you have to be shouting out to your friends. Um, Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. You're going to miss an ingredient. You're going to fuck up on the timer. Your plates are going to get dirty. uh, You're not going to have any Mm. clean plates to deliver the food. It's a nightmare. Like, there are multiple times where we would fail a level. Then we'd have to sit down as a group and have a powwow and kind of come up with a strategy as to how we're going to be able to tackle this. Because our goal was to get three stars on every map. And in order to do that, it's insane. Like, as you're playing it, everyone who's playing has to be shouting out exactly what they're, not only what they're doing, but the next step about what they're about to do. So it accurately uh, replicates the stress of working in a kitchen. I would say so. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> sounds crazy. sounds kind of awesome. Like, it's good. We played it for a few hours, and then we just had to stop because it was too much. It was too stressful. Damn. We were like, okay, we need to walk away from this for a little bit because <laughs> good, this is starting to feel like work, and it's way too intense. It's good. I'd like to finish that game, um, but shit, dude, it is stressful, and it is difficult and the difficulty Damn. spikes very very quickly um it, it's mm. hard to begin with and then you feel like you're getting into the groove and it gets two three times as hard it's wow it's nuts i could not imagine playing that game online with pugs i think it would be impossible oh yeah yeah how many uh, people did you play it with uh two other people three two other people yeah. and how many is it up to four players yeah uh-huh, i believe so okay so you just have to be on top of it like i'd love to try that it's it good. sounds like something else next time it's on sale on steam i'll, I'll grab yeah it. let but, me know when you uh, do and i'll play it with you um yeah it, it's the perfect like couch co-op game too i think you it's such a better experience if everyone's in the same room together while mm-hmm. playing this oh no that's it. yeah it sounds like definitely not a game you'd want to play yeah yeah and play, on discord play it with people you like you want to, be able to punch the person next to you yeah right? exactly mm-hmm. exactly i was just gonna say like play it with friends because like yeah yeah don't play it with someone who's like a friend but you know no play it with your good good friends because otherwise you're gonna hate each other by the end of the round that's awesome <laughs> it's good um I heard, so you and i both got prey at the summer sale and i think we've been slowly dipping into it yeah you've how many hours in are you? Uh, I'd say four, four or five, something like All right, that. I'm about, the, I'm about three or four. Okay. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts so far? I what do you think? really like this game. Um, it's super Bioshocky. Um, yeah. So I'm playing it with a controller. So my first save, R- really? Yeah, my first save. I was playing it with a mouse and keyboard, and I was decimating uh-huh. everything. Super accurate. Okay. I was like. Okay, really? yeah, yeah, like the mimics were no problem, like just smacking okay. them like it's mouse aiming, it's no problem. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to try a different approach because I don't feel like I'm getting the true tension from this game as I should be. Hmm. So I plugged my laptop into the computer, uh, into the TV, grabbed the Xbox controller and went at it that way. And I think it's a mm-hmm. much better experience than mouse and keyboard. Hmm. Um, the aim, aiming slower uh, it's like got just the perfect amount of clunk to it for it to yeah. be really stressful like when that's I was right. errand with uh, Metal Gear yeah it's the five. it's the way to go like that's how I played Metal Gear 5 I, that's because, smart because with Metal Gear 5 I was like sniping everything uh, just too easy. Yeah. yeah yeah I was doing that but. with mouse and keyboard in this game now when I see a mimic or whatever enemy I'm like oh shit I need to fucking right. avoid this thing because it's going to take an entire clip at least to take it down what difficulty are you playing? Because I Normal. know that, that game has some, 
I've heard it, it can have some really precipitous difficulty spikes. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm curious if you experienced that. For me, I I noticed that the mimics would. I thought about playing it with the mouse and keyboard, and I noticed the mimics move really fast. Mm-hmm. I only have a pistol with like ten rounds so far. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't. I mean, I've just been whacking everything with a with a wrench How or whatever. Much is, but is it like System Shock Two? Have you guys played that much? It 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 does feel okay. Here's what it feels like. Um, it feels like what I wanted Bioshock, the original game, to be, because a lot of the promise of Bioshock ten years ago now was that it was going to have some a, a large amount of openness and agency, like Oblivion. And I just kind of come off Oblivion, right. and I was maybe expecting it to be like that. Definitely did not have that. No, it's it's a more guided game. You can kind of backtrack. But this game, you get to a hub world, and there's tendrils. Right? It's almost a Metroidvania kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it it reminds me of the original System That's Shock. That's how System Shock Two is. Yeah, well. I, I think it's like System. It's I think. However, the aesthetic of it, the the look of the ship, it has that sort of like uh, neo noir um, art deco. Yeah, right there, yeah. Right? So it does have a Bioshock. It's very so Bioshock. It's reminiscent looking. of Bioshock in that way. The, the, but the people look like they're from Dishonored. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've all have those five o'clock shadows, even if they're women. It's that like two tone skin, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Like I feel like I haven't really gotten to the point where those like systemic interactions have really taken hold. I hear that's a big mm-hmm. thing much later on in the game. Uh right, right now for me it just feels more like a straight horror game. Um I mm-hmm. do I'm sl- now slowly being introduced to a lot of the tools that will allow me mm-hmm. to kind of overcome puzzles in my own way. Um but but as it is right now I'm kind of going for the more the the straightforward approach to a lot of the the obstacles. Yeah. No, I, I think you're you're a bit further than me. I've I've really liked it. I've had a very difficult time this year getting in that like mindset that you get in when you just want to sit down and play a single player game. Right. For some reason I've been very ADD and I've just wanted to play multiplayer games yeah. and and roguelites. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, much to my chagrin because I really want to sit down and play through these games. So I'm going to have to start meditating more or something. Yeah. <laughs> get get into that zone because I, I there's nothing quite like getting caught up in a nice, you know. Especially when you're progressing. And you're getting yeah. Like a, like, a, like, like a like, largely yeah. linear experience where you're just you're making progress and you're solving problems your way. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I just haven't been able to quite get there yet. But. Prey is definitely Prey and Near are the two games that I I have to finish. Those are that's my fucking homework it, by December. It, so yeah, it feels like like for me with Prey is there is definitely an initial hump that you're gonna have to get over, and I think that mm-hmm. hump is like the first two to three, maybe even four hours. And I think I'm now okay. just getting over that hump. Like I'm now starting to have a better understanding of this game. Um, it, it's definitely a slow burn at first, mm-hmm. but I think sticking with it, um, it'll be rewarding in the end. Yeah. Are, do you get a lot of Half-Life vibes from this game, Kevin? I put the demo and I was thinking I, like Half-Life. Especially crazy. at the yeah. very beginning. Like beginning, the intro to yes. that game is straight up mm. Half-Life. Yeah. It, yeah. Is. yeah. it really is. Yeah. It's even got a tram ride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for you, Gordon. Yeah, in the test. I mean, there's chamber. some there's some direct. Like, is your character's name like like Gordon? Even your name is Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Morgan. So you. how <laughs> how uh, how how many hours are you in, Kevin? I don't know. Not is many. Like maybe like five. three or four, something okay. around that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm, I'm still working more. on Deus Ex for my immersive Sims. Oh, so, nice. That game. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw an article in PC Gamer recently, and they're like, like all the full glut of of immersive sims like you know quote unquote 0451 games right have have come out recently mm-hmm. and not been critical successes even though they've been 
I mean, sorry, they've been critical successes, but kind of commercial mm. flops to an extent, mm-hmm. like Deus Ex, Dishonored 2, Prey. What else? Was there something else? Dishonored 1 did well, didn't it? What? Dishonored 1 did well. Dishonored 1 did well, and I think the original Deus Ex, not the original, sorry, the, 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 the one that the came re- out in 2012, make-ish, yeah. did pretty well. Uh, but, remake, but the last uh, set of them did not do as well. They kind of got, they kind of came out at a weird time. Yeah. So there, there's some question about how much longer at least that type of immersive yeah, sim is going to go it's, on. Which is it's interesting that troubling. you say this like shortly after talking about having the attention span that's like now kind of more focused on roguelikes and online shooters. And it's like, you're right. definitely not the only person with that. And like, yeah, and that's just right now. And for a while now is just kind of the, been the big draw in games. And like with these like um, immersive sim games, like, it took a particular kind of person to like them in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now with someone like yourself who really likes these kind of games, is having a hard time getting into it. It's kind of like, I, I don't personally don't know if we'll really see much more of these just because like based off of the, the environment we're in right now. Mm. Well, I think Zelda did this a very, had a very similar approach and was sure. very successful. Metal Gear, 5. Metal Gear Solid five. Like there have been, like for me, it's not just that I'm having trouble playing immersive sims. I'm having a lot of difficulty in the last few months just playing sort of like basic story driven, and I mean that in the loosest sense, not necessarily uncharted, but basic story driven like uh, single player games, okay. like just single player campaigns. For some reason, where I've just I want to sit down and do something that's much more mechanically driven. Playing a lot of Tekken, mm-hmm. playing a lot of PUBG, playing a lot of uh, Dead Cells. So. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's, I, I don't really know what that represents. I had the mm-hmm. same kind of problem around five or six years ago, and then I found Dark Souls, and then I got really fell back in love with the single player experience again. So maybe it's just a cycle that I go through, and I think maybe a lot of people go through of just how you consume games. Yeah, I mean, I can find your new Dark Souls. I can kind of see myself falling into it a little bit. Like, I, I, I've said this many times on this podcast before. Like, I don't really like the online shooters. They stress me out, and I just... Mm. They're not usually for me. I prefer the single-player experiences. But now, right. with Battlegrounds, ooh, yeah. which is a game, you know, that doesn't really feel super competitive in nature... I feel myself just always wanting to play that fucking game. And I don't know if that's a testament to like how good Battlegrounds is or like maybe my attention span is differing because like at the, at the same time, uh, I've been really digging Splatoon. Like I played that for a good two hour, uh, hour, Mm -hmm. hour today. Um, and a couple hours the other day because the rounds are just so fast and it's just that constant, you know, endorphin shot. Like it, you get that high after every round and it's just go, 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 go. I don't know. It's weird. Prey, yeah. Prey doesn't have that <laughs> at all. <No. laughs> Neither does like yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn or Zelda kind of does to a degree. It's, but it's like watching a, a foreign film to an extent. It, it requires, you know, a little more like attention, attention yeah. and investment on your half to yeah. really reap those rewards. Yeah. And I do think, though, kind of speaking of, of uh, PUBG and um uh, the, what's the Splatfest game? Uh, Splatoon, uh, Splatoon. Mm-hmm. and Overwatch. We've seen kind of a uh, an ushering and an in of games that are shooters that are the type of shooters that people who traditionally quote unquote don't play shooters want to play. Yeah, yeah. Which which is really cool, and then they're they're eating cod's nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I'm really, I'm I'm actually really curious to see what will happen when World War II comes out. Like if it'll be big or not. Like because this is I, I mean it's going to sell. 15 million copies at least but that's 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 nothing to scoff at then yeah well but uh, but will it i mean nobody plays w- world at war 
Or which wait, World War? Which was the last Infinite one? War. Infinite, Infinite Warfare. War. They all. Yeah. Who can keep the track worst, of these worst title titles? ever? Infinite Warfare is gonna be the worst. Game yeah, and it's got Jon Snow in it. Um, Does it have Jon Snow? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think they're gonna have to include some kind of battlegrounds uh, game mode. Okay, so that that actually leads me to one thing I wanted to talk a little bit about. <laughs> one thing by that 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 all of us have complained a bit about is that while Battlegrounds is is fresh, unique, and gives us gameplay experiences that we're really not getting elsewhere, it's got some jank. It's got mm-hmm. some major jank. It's got some you know it it, it doesn't feel like a triple A shooter. Yeah. It doesn't have that smoothness. Uh, and something I've noticed, this is this is sort of a historical argument, looking back at the history of games, if you watch the evolution of a series, right? You watch the evolution of, say, Rainbow Six. You go back to the original Rainbow Six games, they controlled very clunky. Uh, they had a very unintuitive interface, but they had very deep and broad gameplay systems that allowed for really crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. As they progressed, they went to Vegas and they started getting doing stuff that would work better on a console. Mm-hmm. They simplified, they refined, and, and consequently they they designed the games to feel a lot better. Yeah. Now we've got to Siege, which is which is a pretty deep game and has a lot of a lot of breath, but a lot of old school fans of Rainbow Six will say, hey, look, that is not as deep of a game as the original Rainbow Sixes. And people say the same thing about Battlefield. They say, look, Battlefield One's a great game. It feels incredible. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But you can't stand on the fucking wing of a plane anymore. No, you, can't. Uh, you can't do. You don't have commander mode like you did in Battlefield uh, Two. Like yeah. a lot of the depth, a lot of the tactical experience that made these games so distinct has been polished off as the as the feel and look of the game has been sort of designed better and better and iterated on. So, do you think that's because of the polish, or because they're trying to go for mass marketing? Brought you know. Broad like, reach appeal. I don't know if it's a causal thing, but I, I think I mean I think it's a large part of it is as you design things to be to be easier to use to feel better, the the rough edges get polished off, and mm-hmm. sometimes those rough edges contain the thing that makes the game. A good so example special. of that is uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls Three. I mean, if you if you look at all the stuff in Demon Souls, right? Dark Souls Three is much more simplified in, in a lot of ways. And I mean, I felt like Demon Souls feels pretty good, but it was pretty good. Like, uh, but yeah, I mean, Dark Souls I mean, one. I mean, you know, it, it seems like to be a pretty. I, okay, here's a good example, and it, this is an example that kind of pays off. Is is Zelda? You look yeah. at the first Zelda game, by far the, the the most stuff that you could do of any Zelda game, excluding Breath of the Wild. So Breath right? of the Wild changes that. Completely. Well, so Breath of the Wild is the payoff here, yeah. right? So they go through and they spend all these years. The you know the Zelda on Super NES linked to the past feels better, looks better. But it's less; it has less going on. It's a more linear guided experience. It's not a bad game. It's mm-hmm. great. I, I think it's one of the best Zelda games. But it it's not, it doesn't fulfill the potential of the first game. As we get to the 3D games, it gets simpler and simpler and simpler till we get Skyward Sword, which people kind of, despite getting good reviews, kind of hate on that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they go back and they 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 bring back like the polish with the 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 promise yeah, say, of Breath the original of the game. Got, I got everything. <laughs> but that's the only game series I can think of that's done that. Almost every other game series has consistently. Like as it's got more polished, it's had less depth, less possibility space, less mm. tactical options. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. That 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 that's a good point. Here's a question for you. So, mm-hmm. do you think if PUBG undergoes kind of some more polish, right? It's still in early access. It's definitely not finished. But do you think if things like when vaulting is added, uh, say they improve the graphics a little bit, uh, say they they get rid of some of the jank, do you think that's going to kind of degrade the quality of the game? Is that going to kind of remove some of the charm that makes this game so special? 
or is it going to improve on it? So in that case, I think absolutely if they add vaulting, if they give the make the game perform better, and let's say they just do some minor tweaks to how it feels to maneuver the world, it's only going to be a better game. Yeah. However, when we get PUBG five, right? Mm-hmm. Or we get we get Dice's version of PUBG that's got a progression system and uh, payable unlocks and other bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or we get the Call of Duty version. It, it's it's the iterations that seem to cause the problems, not so much the polishing of the original product. This isn't to say that they couldn't totally fuck it. They could add a progression system. They could add all kinds of weird modes that make it so that you have to spend you know grinding and all sorts. Like one of the great things about PUBG is that the rewards to that game and that the thing the meta game is is really the the meat of the experience mm-hmm. all what's happening in your head like it's yeah. they don't need to add more systems to that game it's hard to say if it's if it's just because sequels the developers want to more focus on the things that they, they did right in the in the past games like it may not necessarily be related to polish you know what i'm saying it may i'm not saying it's ca- that the right. polish causes the games right. to be worse i'm saying it's it's the process of iteration yeah you just you tend to lose the things that were good while the polish occurs. Sometimes the polish might cause it. It seems but. like Skyrim to me doesn't mm-hmm. have any of that. Like it's just everything's bad about Skyrim. That's a game series that again people say look at uh, Morrowind. People yeah. say look at Morrowind. The things that you can do in Morrowind are just not even. But Oblivion feels way better than possible. Skyrim. And people even say the Morrowind to Oblivion. They'll be like, look, Oblivion is a simplified. Yeah, I know it is less deep version of Morrowind. Um, but, but Oblivion it feels is smooth compared way better. To Skyrim. Each yeah, I mean that's I, that's a. I think Skyrim feels and it's looks and is in all, pretty much every way, except for the PC interface. No. But you can get a crazy. UI swap for <laughs> it's that. It's so slow, and the horses are slow. I don't know. Just something to think about, the sort of like evolutionary historical argument of, of how games like they, Halo. their promise can really... Hey, Halo yeah, is a perfect a example. That's a series that just got crappier and crappier with every iteration. Yeah, and I actually think it got but, less good feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it got less good feeling because the first game is the smoothest game. But the graphics, I mean, it, it became more intuitive, more easily approachable, and they added, uh, you know, steps. multiplayer, online multiplayer, online multiplayer, which is the, maybe the one saving grace. I think the multiplayer is obviously better in the other games, but yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's it's just something to think about because I am interested to see what the next version of PUBG is, what mm-hmm. like, you know, what Dice does, what Call of Duty does, what what sort of modes. And I'm wondering are they going to be able to preserve what makes that game so special mm-hmm. in it while polishing it and putting it out for a mass market or is that going to be lost? You know what? I think I think it will be preserved, right? Because like just recently uh someone found that bug where like if you take painkillers or drink an energy drink or something while laying down on a, or you be, you start to lay down on a motorcycle or something um player unknown he came out and said like i don't know if we should fix this or not like this is kind of funny and hilarious so to me what's the bug do i, I guess like i'm not 100 percent sure on this but if you're on a motorcycle and you drink an energy drink or take pills or something your character uh, lays down and he like lays down oh. on the motorcycle yeah okay that's that's fine and he came out and he said i kind of like this like this is kind of funny i don't know if we should fix mm-hmm. this or not so to me that kind of reads by like i'm sure they're going to end up fixing that inevitably right like keeping something right. like that's kind of stupid but his attitude towards it and his you know comments on it kind of read to me that like he understands the kind of the charm behind the jink and mm-hmm. maybe that too much polish you know, would degrade the quality of the game. So that gives me a little bit of confidence. I, I yeah, everything I've heard, Brendan Green, I believe is his name, player unknown, mm-hmm. the, the guy who designed the game, 
every time I've heard him speak, he seems very intelligent. He seems very committed to this game. He seems like this is a game that he really wants, that he plays, and that he wants to see like the best version of possible. And I know now he's got his his team has. I mean, this this game, I think it might be closing on an eight on like eight million sales or something. No, oh, yeah, this is a PC only game. That is incredible. I don't know of any shooter that sold that many copies purely on PC, except for maybe Battlefield One. Yeah. Um. In years, so yeah, I saw something. It's really like seems two hundred and thirty dollars or two hundred and thirty million dollars in revenue or something like that. Okay, so clearly they have got money to hire, you know, fifty Unreal Engine experts to like to to fix the the shit right. and make it better. And I I think he will do a really good job of preserving the game. Who knows? They could add. The one thing that I think would ruin a series like this is a progression system. Like mm-hmm. as soon as they add, as yeah. soon as they start giving us those uh, XP, those in, those extrinsic goals or whatever intrinsic goals, yeah, yeah grindy that, shit. Oh my yeah, god, fuck that. it's it's really gonna be that would ruin the game. Yeah, it would. will ruin the game. Um, so yeah, just just a thought I had. Did you guys know that um, Quake is going to be mm-hmm. releasing uh, two days from now? I believe what? three days from now in early access. Uh-huh. You can play On it in beta Steam. still. Yay! Early access on Steam. It's twenty nine ninety nine, just like every other early access title. Oh, you can't play it for free on Steam. No, early access is paid. Hmm. Uh, it's they're putting the Doom guy out. Yeah, he's gonna awesome. be one of the. He's gonna be one of the players. I predicted that. You did predict that. I knew. I mean, it was obvious. Everyone, Boom! Confirmed. Everyone knew that was gonna happen. Every, yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> that was obvious. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I I I don't know how much. It's weird. We've talked a lot about this game. I'm not sure how badly I want to play it or not. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm not going to buy it, but I will definitely play it when it's free to play Ranger because I like Ranger and I don't need to play other characters that much anyways. Right. I let the, uh, and you can rent characters so I can try Blaskowix and try mm-hmm. the Doom guy and I don't know. It sounds like I want to play like every day because I'm already working on my Tekken skills and, right. and PUBG and I, I don't know. I can only I can only play so many PvP games at one time yeah, in my life. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the, the same boat. Like I was hot on this game uh in the beta like i was putting some time into it i was having a blast because i love quake i love 90s twitch shooters so into it but then fucking, and you're good as hell at them uh, yeah you know and i was holding my own and like placing well in the matches and then fucking PUBG came out and splatoon came mm. out and i was like i don't need quake anymore like it's good yeah. i love it but i've been there done that fucking 15 years ago so i don't know how much yeah. more of it i need once it's free to play, it'll be a fun game. It's free to play. We can all play it, group up and play it. I'm down. Yeah, do it. that'll be fun. I, I, like, I like I seeing buy the, it, though. the body of free to play games getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. That just make cool games you can play with your friends whenever you want. Yeah. That are that are fun to play. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Just I thought that might be worth mentioning. Um, Intel and AMD are releasing all kinds of crap. Yeah, oh, that's a you, whole you shit build, show. Build a PC, people. Yeah. Build a PC. Yeah, my CPU's dying, so I'm going to probably get a coffee lake. Oh, yeah. really? So you're gonna do well, a know. whole new build then? Um, I'm not sure if I'm just gonna replace my motherboard CPU and RAM, or if I'm gonna do a full new build. That's yeah. probably all you need well, to do. Yeah, because you got a 980 Ti. He's yeah, got a, you're, I got drives and I got coolers. And yeah. yeah, I mean you you your, will have RAM. to replace your motherboard and RAM. Yep. CPU motherboard. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. yeah. If yep. you're replacing your yep. CPU, yeah, yep. and you'll yep. also have to replace your coolers because it's gonna be different. Yep. Get a different water socket. Cooler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was. I heard that the new Intel ones might ship with decent. I'm not gonna overclock it. I don't know. Really? We'll see what happens. I, In, I'm, Intel I probably, does not ship with decent coolers. 
No more. Uh, I, so my Devil's Canyon one that I got, mm-hmm. which is a forty-seven ninety K. That one sucked. I heard that one sucked. Sucked. I had to buy a new cooler, otherwise it was like. Yeah, I guess I could just mm. buy one of those water cooler ones. Yeah, I got one of those, dude. Yeah. They're super easy to install, and like yeah. it keeps my CPU real cold. I, cool. I'm, I have an overclock on mine, and I have never had an issue with it. I've got the uh, uh, what is it? The sixty-seven hundred K, and uh, I forget mm. which. What are your temps? On idle, do you know? Uh, not offhand, no. But I mean, the, okay. it's cool. I don't have a crazy overclock. Uh, I don't know what it is offhand. I'm not about to go looking for it. Um, but that's all right. The the cooler I bought was like a hundred bucks. Uh, it looks yeah. really nice, and it was, you and I put mm-hmm. it in, Kev. It was super easy to yeah. put in. Yeah, it was easy. It's like yeah. almost easier than the fucking god. Don't get me started on stock coolers and their yeah. nightmare mm-hmm. installation. Especially the Intel ones. Those are the worst. Fucking terrible. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. But I recommend it, dude. Yeah. And it's a hundred bucks. You know, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. That's yeah, not that's bad. Re- I mean, I, I, it's for processor I'm going to keep for a long time. Yeah. No, it's, it it's, probably it's, won't last as long as my 2600K did. <laughs> insanely long, but that's, yeah, it has I mean, that's such a, time. a ridiculous, yeah. pro- like for, for its time, that processor was yeah. like literally something from the future. That was the crisis of processors. Yeah. I can't believe um, it, man. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. You're gonna keep the same on... uh, same case too. You could sell you could yeah. sell Josh your twenty six hundred. Well, I mean, I'm not. Sure. I think the chip's probably okay. I think the motherboard might be having problems. Mm. I'm not sure. Hmm. Same power mm. supply. Would you keep that? Uh, yeah. What's the How wattage watts? on your power supply? Six fifty watts. Oh, that's what? that's enough. Six fifty. That's six sixty. Six fifty. Oh. That drives yeah, your nine eighty Ti like no problem. No problem. Oh, yeah. 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 My my PC only uses like. 400 watts 500 watts of power that's, so nice. that's pretty good well yeah i'm dumb and i got a thousand watt power supply in mine uh because yeah. when i bought it i i did have an sli setup so okay um, yeah. i did want that extra juice now i don't think i need it um yeah it's a lot of power. it's a lot of power yeah i mean luckily it's not drawing a thousand watts all the time though right right like it right. draws it's... as needed <laughs> uh, yeah, um right. otherwise yeah. i think the electricity bill would be terrifying um yeah but yeah, no, that's that's comparable, right? Would you're gonna keep your 980 Ti happy with that still? Yeah, yeah it's a good card yeah, until the next gen. Until the next gen Nvidia, maybe. There I mean, you go. You think about it this way: the 980 Ti is is about par with the 1070 or the new Polaris 56. Uh, what's it called? It's not the Polaris, the Vega, Vega. 56. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I forget. I, can't even, I mean, 64 something. The, the card know. everybody recommends, AMD's newest card that you yeah. buy, is like ish a little better than a 980 Ti. Really? Yeah. That was as good as a 1080. No, the, the the higher end one is ten eighty ish. Okay, so meh, meh, yeah, that thing I, will you're fine. I'm with fine that. with this. And Nvidia said they're not going to invest in uh, next gen consumer cards for till next year probably because it's too expensive. Right, mm. it's too so, expensive. Too expensive. I yeah. thought they already had their research done because they already have the like. Someone asked them like, "What's the best way to play uh, Destiny 2? And he's like, "Get a ten eighty. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, basically, they're asking them like in context of like new games coming out new chips you know you know what uh, it is is we're at the point with uh gpus where we were with cpus when like the 2700 came out 2600 came out yeah like the the gpus are so much more powerful than what you need especially if you're driving games at 1080p yeah i was just gonna say that like they're they're gonna they're gonna last a while because the, the consoles are way 
lagging behind and the yeah. the games that we're getting don't need much more i mean if, if you have now. a 1060 or a 970 or even a 960 you're probably fine for most games yeah. at 1080p like my 1080 i find is so much fucking overkill because my monitor is still 1080p granted it's 144 hertz but yeah i'm even blowing 144 fps out of the water for most games right. like it is so much Except overkill PUBG, right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> PUBG, like <laughs> PUBG, i'm getting PUBG, 120 yeah. frames per second like whatever um yeah, I, I, I've actually been considering going and getting like maybe even a 2K monitor, you know, because this thing is just so overkill for my current setup. You should wait, wait for the 4K 144 hertz. Yeah. Like 1080p at like 480 hertz. Oh, or something I would crazy. say Man. if you want to get serious about PUBG running that game in 4K, that's the only game I can think of that will you'd clearly ha- be, oh, yeah, it'd it'd be very advantageous enemies. Yeah. to have all those extra pixels. Yeah. yeah. So. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, maybe. I do yeah. have a uh, 1440p uh, monitor as my second display that I use for color oh, correcting yeah. and photo editing, but it's only 60 hertz, so I would I don't think I'd fuck with that for games unless they're capped at, at 60. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, did you want to talk about that Splatfest? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, blood versus semen. Yeah, it was the it was the it was the Cannibal Corpse Splatfest. <laughs> uh, for, for like a split second, I thought you were serious, and I was like, "Wow, Nintendo's really true." Yeah, yeah, Nintendo's really yeah, uh huh. They've taken a like, uh, what do you like from it? better in your mouth? Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> oh God, Ew. probably blood, probably blood. Uh, honestly, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, no, that's tell us a about the Splatfest. dark path. I don't know if we should go down that. Um, so the Splatfest. Um, I mean, guess what team I chose. Uh, you chose mayonnaise. I chose mayonnaise. Well, that? Why wouldn't yeah. you choose mayonnaise, right? I mean, like... Because you could shoot blood all over the place. Yeah, I, well... Like, carry. Are you going to shoot blood over the place, or are you going to shoot splooch all over the place? <laughs> like, come I on. I mean, one, one of them's every day. Uh, yeah, so, so... So, wait, so you actually... So, this is in Splatoon. Yeah. You shoot, you shoot quote, mayonnaise all over it's the mayonnaise, place? It's mayonnaise, yeah. You shoot, like, an off-white goo all over the place and the other team is shooting red for ketchup that is everyone so horrific why yeah. would they do that well i don't know i think i th- honestly this think is a that japanese game it is a japanese game yeah <laughs> and mean, like a lot of the characters are always blushing a lot of the time right so like in japanese mm. culture that usually means that they're aroused um mm. but in all honesty mm. like i think it was an innocent thing i think it was just like yeah. ketchup versus mayonnaise or whatever it's the like fucking adults men children like myself that pick up the game and they're like oh it's it's fucking jizz um that's on us but you know that that's why i chose team edits but um it, it's funny so we all heard the news about this right it's it's old news at this point but um there were subst- a substantial um higher number of ketchup players than there were mayonnaise but mayonnaise mm. ended up winning the Splatfest uh by um i think it was a pretty significant margin um but a lot of people argue it's because there were so many ketchup versus ketchup matches and those were kind of like mm. negating one another, right? Mm. Um, I, I prefer the theory <laughs> that all of the adults chose mayonnaise yeah, because it's... Mayonnaise, <laughs> I was thinking. Right. Yeah, but... They're just like slaughtered yeah. all the children. Yeah, wow, yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what that game feels like a lot of the time anyway <laughs> when I play yeah. it. Like uh, fragging uh, the middle little it's, kids. It's pretty satisfying, <laughs> um, except when mm. my team sucks. But... um. With the controversy aside and the j- jokes aside, I thought the Splatfest was a really cool, fun idea. 
Um, you know, say what you will about like how that game rotates out maps and how it approaches the horde mode scheduling or whatever fucking dumb bullshit. Uh, the Splatfest I thought was a lot of fun. I saw, you know, definitely a spike in the number of players. Matches were filling up more quickly. Um, and there was something about like seeing the little meter that says your team is winning, like kind of fueled me to keep playing it more and more and more. And you actually get, you know, rewards from your team winning. So uh, I'm excited hmm. for the next uh, Splatfest. I don't think it'll be Blood versus Semen. Um, I kind of, kind of, maybe, maybe it will be Lemonade versus Chocolate. Oh, what? Sorry. Those two don't Hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if we had mayonnaise versus ketchup, <laughs> um, it was good. Who would you pick? Would you pick? Uh, come on. I would pick team. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor P. Poor P. I would pick team lemonade. Because think of like, oh, you know what? Yeah. We shouldn't get into like talks of liquid brown. I. So what have you guys been playing? Uh, well, you know, I've been playing Tekken Seven. We've been playing a lot of Tekken. I've seen that every time I'm on Steam. It's like Prometheus is playing Tekken Seven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This guy just hit like a hundred hours. Holy shit, dude! A hundred hours in a fighting game is getting viciously good at Tekken too. Like, like angering, anger-inducingly good. I can't stop it. It's just like too much. It's it's consuming me. I love it. I just thought it's. I don't know. I I guess uh, based on my job, I work on a a keyboard mouse all day. Yeah, I come home. I don't want to. I don't want to play a shooter with a mouse. I, I hear play you. Something like play with the controller. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So Tekken, I love Tekken. I'm growing up with Tekken. Tekken's nostalgic for me, and I, I, it's fun, mechanically deep, and it's just, it's just the game for me right now. Is it capped? I at wish there was sixteen. Yes. It yes. Is. Okay. It ha- it, it's not just capped; it's forced. It's like right. if it goes less, it forces it back up. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because the game's inputs are all about frames. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The game isn't like ridiculously deep. People go, it's like insane. It's such it, a technical game. It is an incredibly deep and rewarding game. Um, it's been, it's something I've been playing Tekken for twenty years now. Yeah, me too. And uh, like, I used to, I used to play like kind of almost religiously. Like it was almost like my martial art when I was a teenager. <laughs> like I spent a lot of money yeah. going to the arcade mm-hmm. and I played it every day at home. There is something about games that that like like I said like I'm having difficulty playing these like single player experience games, but having a game where you just kind of practice and you just keep getting better, and it's all about developing your skill. I think that's mm-hmm. why I've been playing a lot of roguelites and roguelikes and um you know PUBG the same thing. Just just getting better. There is something about that type of game that makes you appreciate video games from a very different way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not immersive. You're not getting. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess PUBG is immersive, right? But like, sort of. But uh, like, it's very mechanical. Yeah, it's very much about like it's almost like playing a musical instrument. It's like yeah. practicing guitar, or mm-hmm. you know, or working on my deadlift or something. It's it's interesting. Tekken kind of revels in its inherent mechanicalness too. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a big part of the game, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a fighting game. It's yeah. a fighting game. It's a Japanese game. Yeah. Japanese games are all about that. So yeah, um, it's uh, it's 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 really fun. I've been having a good time. We've been playing a lot of great rounds. Great netcode too. What? The netcode yeah, the netcode's so great. It's great. It looks it looks so yeah, good. It's so weird. Nice. I, I always feel like like I, I remember the original Tekken games looking pretty good. And then we go back and look at them I'm like, like, oh, guys my God, terrible. <laughs> the animations are so hilariously bad. Yeah. Um, but in, in my mind, they always animated perfectly. So I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. You best Tekken ever. Yeah. Yeah. I like wow. it a lot. I'm, I that's a bold claim to play it. Yeah. Uh, expect to see that game come up again in January or December. I want to see it on the Switch, oh, yeah. you know, because like With when Keith they played Tekken Tag on the Wii U, they had all that Nintendo oh, shit in there, and it was so Dude, great. 
If they put Tekken Seven on Switch, I will buy it. That would be they awesome. Might do that. If they do that with the, with the with the with the mushrooms and all the outfits they had in Tekken Tag too, that's just I love it. It was so fun. That, yeah, it, that game could run on my integrated graphics card. Yeah. Wow. So it may they they probably could put it on the Switch with some it. with some tweaks. They could do it. They should uh, do it and put Captain Falcon feet. as like a playable character. Oh my Have god, what? that'd be Captain awesome. Captain Falcon as a character because he fit into Tekken well, I think. Captain Falcon, yeah, yeah, that that. That would be a pretty awesome thing. That would be like a, a fork, yeah. you know, but it would be, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, any more news, any more games, any more things going on in the world, guys? Are you guys going to get, or Kevin specifically, are you going to get Mario Rabbids Kingdom in a few days at the end of the month? I don't think so yet. No? I, I don't know enough about it. Uh, he I'm doesn't not, like turn-based track. Uh, yeah, I, don't, game, I, don't, right? I don't dislike them. I just don't have a super big interest. Yeah, yeah. that shit's my jam. So I'm probably going to end up yeah. uh, getting that one. I'm pretty, pretty damn excited. I can see that. It's it seems yeah. cool. It's kind of like uh, XCOM, right? Yeah, yeah, XCOM yeah. light. Yeah, with Mario. So, and I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll be XCOM deep. Yeah, who knows? Unlikely. Yeah. Did you guys know that Final Fantasy Tactics is on Android? Yes. It's also an iPhone. Oh All, wow! Most of Final Fantasy games are on Android. But actually. Final Fantasy Tactics might be the like that might actually be the best aged Final Fantasy game because I don't feel like it loses anything mm. in in the way that other games do because the graphics still look good and the mm-hmm. mechanics are. It's a much more mechanically driven game than those other right. games. Yeah, and people say the story is really good. I've only played a little bit of it, but I think I might get it for my phone. I don't know. Then again, if I never play games on my phone. Like I get games on my phone, and I don't ever play them. So don't, yeah, don't play them. I don't so, even bother. Maybe while you're pooping, a pooping game. Yeah, I'd know. rather just look at Instagram. Yeah. Which, by the way, follow us on Instagram, the Jump Crouch. Come to the website, the Jump Crouch. Yeah, you can rest assured every time I'm posting stuff it's while i'm pooping or when i'm liking your yeah, pictures it's it's while i'm pooping you get, you get a little <laughs> glimpse into the world of kevin johnson's uh chocolate versus lemon. don't go uh, there not again we gotta veer away from this kind of stuff like okay i don't know i yeah, feel like is. our our conversations around gaming like they're really strong a lot of the time like i'm like mm. man we really like delve into like the, the philosophy of gaming but then it just goes right into poop and pee Right, right into the poop and pee. Yeah. Like, what are we even doing? What about meatballs versus hot dogs? What, okay, so I would pick team meatball. Team meatball? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Hot dogs. Come hot, on. hot dogs. You imagine like Sh- just shooting, shooting hot dogs, hot with dogs all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a, a meatball would be a better projectile. Yeah. It's yeah, pre- definitely would. right, but I mean, yeah, in the world of physics, yeah, without question, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. Kevin and I are going to go to the East Coast. What are you going to be doing, Johnson? Working and playing games. I'm probably going to be playing some dinner. Mario Rabbit Kingdom. Hopefully, I'll finish All Prey right. by the next time we're on. We'll see. Oh shit, that's a cha- that sounds like a challenge. I think I can uh, do it. To me. I think I can do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Watch awesome. next time we meet and be like, yeah, I bounced off of it. I'm playing fucking Splatoon again. Yeah, I'm playing Dead Cells again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, enjoy that eclipse tomorrow. Uh, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, tomorrow. Super eclipse. If you're in the zone of totality, that, that'll be yeah, awesome. Don't stare don't at the sun. Don't stare at the sun. Are we in the zone? We're not. We're not, right? We're not in a good spot I for I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, I was like okay. kind of well, interested and thinking about, oh, maybe, you know, I'll time my lunch break and go check it out. But well, just you could um, time lapse it. 
Oh yeah, your that camera cool. could get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what I was thinking about doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably not. I don't. When was the last one? It was like the seventies, right? Nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow! Before all of us were wow. born. Wow. Maybe we should watch. It. I should watch it. I don't know. I yeah. Oh, I'm gonna try to watch it. I don't have like any optics for it. We so. get welders goggles. Yeah, those are easy to get. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be in stock today. I go to Home Depot. Like, oh, we, we haven't had... Everybody keeps buying our welder's goggles, sir. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in two weeks. Peace. Bye.